Hello and welcome to Triforce Trends, the podcast where I talk about all things Zelda. If you enjoy the content, please support me by subscribing to the show on whichever app you're listening on. And please don't forget to check out the YouTube channel by searching Triforce Trends. Hello everyone and welcome back to the channel. First of all, I'm really sorry that this video did not come out on Sunday. I underestimated just how long it would take to put this video together, but the normal videos on Sundays are back as usual in just a few days since I have so many video ideas at the minute. So today though, I would want to tell you guys my personal top 5 favourite 3D Zelda dungeons. Dungeons in these games are some of my favourite parts of each of the games. That seems abundantly clear when looking at my favourite Zelda game, Twilight Princess, which some agree have a ton of really amazing dungeons. But since in the past I've looked at how dungeons could be done in Breath of the Wild 2, I've looked at what things make a dungeon good for me personally, locations for dungeons in the next game, realistically dungeons are one of the biggest focuses on this channel, and that comes hand in hand with being a Zelda channel, in my opinion anyway. But enough of the introduction, this video won't be like my ranking of every Zelda game with bars and the like since they would all be very close together, instead I'll be discussing why each dungeon is better than the last in my opinion. Of course this is an opinionated video so if you disagree then let me know why in the comments and let me know your top 5 3D Zelda dungeons, I'll also be giving out some honourable mentions before the top spot. Finally if you enjoy Zelda content and want to see more of it then please do subscribe to see more content, normally weekly on a Sunday. Without any further ado, let's get into the rankings. Number 5. Hyrule Castle from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Some of you might see this as quite a weird pick considering that this dungeon is so different from the rest of the series. I mean, it breaks away from all of the traditional tellings of a Zelda dungeon, much like the game is found in actually. Well, that's one of the main reasons why I just love it so darn much. For starters, you can enter this dungeon in so many different ways that when you first rock up to it, it's kind of a little overwhelming. I mean, seriously, there's the little underground area that you can glide down to that's housing a little dock along with a shrine, which you can then use to teleport to that area whenever you want to, which in my opinion is actually extremely useful, even if it means that you'll enter the castle a very similar way every time you teleport over to it. But overall, this castle is so open in nature that it's just amazing to explore especially since there are certain items that you can only obtain in that castle, and just knowing that makes the castle so much more fun to explore. If you don't know what you're doing and you're wandering around aimlessly, you can honestly spend hours exploring this magnificently built, colossal castle that's technically been ruled over by Calamity Ganon and monsters for around 100 years. And this dungeon only just got better with time down to the release of the technical prequel to the game, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity which gave us a detailed look into the final stand of the castle, along with the death of some of its inhabitants, along with actually being able to see the castle before it descended into ruin. That just made for some good lore, considering with just Breath of the Wild's lore, we didn't have much of an insight on Hyrule Castle. The only hints of the old castle were little tidbits found inside of the Creating a Champion Breath of the Wild concept book, and of course all of the other diary entries from other inhabitants of the castle. Anyway, so we've established good lore, open format, which I like for the extremely evergreen exploration, and the atmosphere. While I can't say it's better than any of the others on this list atmospherically, I will say that the music does fit with the theme of dread as the calamity washes over your presence in the castle. I just wish the music was slightly more creepy instead of just being a straight up evil sound. That would have bumped up this dungeon a couple times for me. Finally we have the puzzles, here's where I bump it down a little but not as much as some may assume. I think that some puzzles are extremely interesting in this dungeon for a time, until you realise that the main bulk of the puzzles are just using magnesis and moving things closer or away or whatever. 
Or maybe you'll just have to use Cronus from time to time. Definitely cool puzzles on the down low, but not quite as good as the other dungeons in the series in my opinion. Overall though, a great dungeon. A very, very good dungeon. I mean, come on, it made it into my top 5 of the entire series. But hopefully they build upon this format in Breath of the Wild's sequel. Number 4. Ancient Sistan from The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Next up is one of the middle dungeons in one of the most polarizing Zelda games. Even though Skyward Sword has a ton of really good dungeons, there are only two that I deem worthy of getting close to a spot on this list personally. The first one is the atmospherically jaw-dropping masterpiece that is the Ancient Sistan. And the next will be the technically advanced sandship, so I'll get into the sandship later on, but let me just say that upon entering this dungeon, you really are hit with a wave of happiness and serenity. Opening that door for the first time really is pure zen. The atmosphere was excellently crafted, and just as easily as that atmosphere was created, it's also ripped away in the middle portion of the dungeon. Link makes his way to the underside of the dungeon, and that calm atmosphere from before is replaced with damning and dread. It's the juxtaposition of these two atmospheres that really do place it as one of my favourite dungeons in the series. Single-handedly, the atmosphere makes me want to play this dungeon. There are very few that can stand above the Ancient Sistan in terms of atmosphere. The thing is though, that's not the only thing here. The item in the whip, along with the boss, Kaloktos, are some of the best items and bosses in the series. Kaloktos seeming to be a fan favourite from my previous experiences. Cutting down a giant foe simply couldn't be more fun and satisfying especially in a game where the imprisoned is a thing. This shows you what that concept looks like when it's actually executed correctly. Puzzles and other things are also fun, but I particularly like the use of traversal in this dungeon. Climbing around vines was great fun, and the final climb to getting out of the darker, more mysterious section of the ancient system serves as one of my favourite tension building moments in the series, as gangs of undead bokoblins chase the hero, infused with the first look at malice we've ever had in the series I'll note. It's great stuff. Number 3, the forest temple from The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. First of all, this has to easily be one of the single most recognisable tracks in the series, thanks in no small part to the overusing of the track in the Zelda tubing community. There's absolutely no shaming it though, because the music and the atmosphere in this dungeon are near perfect. I have never heard a track so perfectly capture a desolate wasteland of a structure. You enter the temple, and as the track hits you, so does the isolation of the land. You're hit with a sense that nobody has touched this forsaken place in many, many years. And to this day, I still think that it serves as one of the best first examples of what a dungeon really should be. The puzzling in here is great. When I was a kid and beat this game for the first time, I had a severe distaste for this dungeon down to its cryptic nature and down to the fact that I really was just a subpar intelligence child. <laughs> Every single time I go back to this dungeon, I find yet another puzzle that makes me love it just that little bit more than I already do. Not to mention, the enemy variety in this dungeon is absolute perfection. The dev team really did nail down which enemies to include in this temple, from the wolfos all the way to the Sculptulas. I think the temple did a perfect job at including all of these things that I think would have reclaimed a giant mansion. This dungeon is both serene and scary. The serenity that it bought me as a child also serves as a frightening factor as you grow older. This dungeon is the first that adult Link traverses through and so battles through Link's own thoughts that I presume he would have about being so lonely in the grown up world after just turning that age. Honestly, this dungeon is amazing, and I highly recommend that anyone who plays Zelda games try this dungeon out. As you can see, in my opinion, it's up there as one of the greats. But next up, number 2, Snow Peak Ruins from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. I know I've talked about atmosphere a lot in this video, but it really is for a good reason, and I can't lie to you, in my opinion, this is the magnum opus of atmosphere in a Zelda game. But let's start from the beginning. Not from the beginning of this mansion, no, no. The beginning of the Snow Peak Descent. The music of Snow Peak draws you closer and closer to the ruins found at the bottom of the other end of the mountain. 
As you climb, a huge creature beckons you to get even closer to them. Link obliges and walks the creature. It looks to be a yeti. It invites Link to descend down the mountain on a board of ice, hoping to maybe procure his services in helping cure his wife of an illness. Link rushes down the mountain as quick as he can before hitting the ruins. He enters with all of the caution in the world as he knows that the Mirror of Twilight is located somewhere in this mansion. Then the music kicks in. Seriously, after I finished this dungeon for the first time, I woke up in the middle of the night to the music playing in my head. Much like the Forest Temple track, it's a mastery of both serenity and horror, not to mention it fits in perfectly with the ice theming of the dungeon. The main difference in this dungeon is that instead of wandering around aimlessly, you're left to find ingredients for a soup that Yuto, the yeti that slides down the mountain with you, intends to use for his wife Yuta. Link traverses his way around this massive mansion, and I really love the sense of progression you get whilst doing this. It's amazing feeling like you're seeing every corridor of this huge mansion that you can see from the outside. We'll talk about what happens after gaining all of the ingredients in a minute, but the item in this dungeon, the ball and chain, hasn't been seen since this game, and I just love it. Being able to beat down some ice with a massive ball did really feel empowering, and I also loved how you grabbed the item from the original user also empowering the player in a sense. When you receive the key to the room where the mirror has been stored, Link makes his way there and opens the door, not sure what to expect inside a horrifying sight. Yuta staring at the mirror, clearly in some sort of trance. She edges you closer before scaring the pants off of you. A great touch might I add, before a decent boss fight begins. Not the best, but also not the worst. Plus, it does end off with one of the cutest scenes in Zelda history. This is some of the best dungeon work in any of the games and it shows. I truly love this dungeon, and it's one of the main reasons why I love Twilight Princess so much to this day. Though, there is another dungeon to owe that to. First of all though, honourable mentions. I have three honourable mentions and I'll very quickly skim through them. First off, the Spirit Temple from Ocarina of Time. A great use of atmosphere and world building along with the time mechanic, to genuinely create one of the coolest dungeons in the series with some of my favourite puzzles sprinkled in there too. The Mirror Shield is also found here and makes for some really cool puzzles. Let me quickly note that all of these are very close to making the list and there are some dungeons I really like such as Stone Tower, but I just don't think they're as good as all of these personally. Sandship is next, the item usage, the build up to the boss fight and the pirate theming along with the time mechanic makes for a great little dungeon that comes in the second half of Skyward Sword. I like this one just a little less than Ancient Cistern and it's probably down to Tantalus. It always felt odd that the biggest build up to a boss in the series has been that thing. And finally would be the Temple of the Gods from Wind Waker. I love when we get to see the technology theming in Zelda games, except when they do it too much. <coughs> Breath of the Wild. <laughs> But this one did it particularly well with some great theming, so while I don't hate any of the dungeons from Wind Waker, I also don't think any of them are particularly amazing. Enough of the build up, it's time for my top pick and my absolute favourite dungeon in the series. Number 1, Arbiter's Grounds from The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. If you've stuck around the channel for a long time, or even for the last month, you will know that I absolutely adore this dungeon with my entire heart five times over. From the atmosphere, to the design, to the puzzles, to the boss fight, good lord this dungeon is just amazing in my eyes. I am not a big fan of the desert themed dungeons in the entirety of the series, but this one just nails it. Plus I'm a big horror guy, I love a horror game or a movie, and the Poe theming in this dungeon is done spectacularly in my eyes, not to mention being grounded by the rat enemies in the dungeon is absolutely terrifying the first few times it happens, and getting used to being Wolf Link and using your senses is just great. The atmosphere is superb, as I mentioned it has a horror tinge to it whilst also being a great desert theme that instills a sense of isolation, as you can probably tell I like feeling isolated in my Zelda games, especially when I'm in a dungeon, so this dungeon nails that down. 
Maybe not as good as Snowpeak, but the puzzles are just amazing. There's great variety in the puzzles. And as I mentioned in the ancient system part of the video, I also love ways to traverse through the dungeons in a different way. Well, look at that. Lucky me, this dungeon involves one of the best and most underused items in any of the Zelda games, the spinner, which is also used in one of the most epic fights in the series against Stalord, a giant ancient beast resurrected to kill the hero of Twilight by Zant. One of the most menacing beasts in the series, as they also have one of the longest fights in the series, spanning two epic phases. One with the breaking of his spine, and the next using the spinner to run into his head and drop him to the ground before smashing on the thing that's controlling his actions forged from Zant. As I lightly touched on, I also think that the enemies in this dungeon are spot on, with the desert and ghostly theme being done to almost no flaw. With enemies that only Wolf Link can sense, and also enemies such as Stalfos creatures, which Stalord is, of course, the Lord of. Lore-wise, this is the place that Ganondorf was cast away from to let him travel to the Twilight Realm by the Sages. And with this place being in Gerudo Desert, there's a sense of place in the world. And with all of these Stal creatures attacking you, you can't help but think that they might have been disciples of Ganondorf before they passed into being Stal figures. Truly there's a lot to think about in this dungeon, and that along with the epic atmosphere, amazing item, truly crazy boss fight, a variety of enemies with great puzzles, makes for my personal favourite dungeon in the series. As I said earlier in the video, leave in the comments which 5 dungeons are your favourite in the series, and do bear in mind that it was very hard to narrow down my 5 favourite dungeons, and these can change weekly depending on my mood, so if your favourite dungeon isn't on here then let's talk about it in the comments and I guarantee that I still love that dungeon. Plus I get around to every comment. Thank you all so much for watching this video, if you enjoyed then please do support me by leaving a like rating and subscribing, especially as we're getting so close to 1800 subscribers and that is a crazy goal. The people you can see on screen right now are my patron supporters, and they are just perfect people, look at them. Sumji and Jared Whedon are especially amazing for being my top paying patrons, just look at the Triforce coloured names in the Triforce font. Thanks so much for the support guys, if you'd like to join them then you can do for as little as £1 or $1.50 a month. The link to my Patreon is in the description, along with that link is the link to the rest of my media platforms. So follow me on them if you want to keep in touch with me. Now thank you for listening to that episode. If you enjoyed it, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app to make sure you never miss an episode. And don't forget to check out my YouTube channel of course, there's loads of Zelda content waiting for you. Just search Triforce Trends. Thank you for listening.